In this, Jimmy is flashing back to events that happened during Billionaire Boys Club. He imagines himself in his very early 20s, when he was still known as Dean Carney. He's with some other bras from the Billionaire Boys Club, inside what is very clearly a high-end condominium, which is nonetheless very dismally furnished. There's like a green shag area rug and a sectional sofa, not unlike the one Jimmy has now, but upholstered in a really unpleasant brown. Very 1970s colors. The floor is crisscrossed with black, orange, and yellow electrical cables connecting various doodads and gadgets to the power supply. One of those things is a movie projector because they're the Billionaire Boys Club. They have an in-home theater that projects movies onto the wall. One of the stark, white, undecorated walls. One of the other walls has a large recreation of a Pierre Mondrian painting with the primary color blocking. Another wall has an imitation Jackson Pollock perhaps a print. It's kind of hard to tell. And there's a Jean-Paul Basquiat, but that is probably a print. Although Joe had received it from Ron Levin, who insisted it was real. So who knows, but one could err on the side of forgery or at the very least, not whatever he said it was. Those three things, the sofa and the rug, are the only personal touches. Through the doorway into the kitchen, one can see there are dirty dishes stacked on the counter. Absolutely nothing homey about the space. One would not necessarily assume a lot of cooking goes on in there. And that assumption would be backed up by the number of pizza boxes that are sitting around the living room. More than one of them are open. One contains the remnants of a pizza that appears to be rather stale, and another the gentlemen gathered on that evening have been working on that very night. Assembled are two dark-haired guys who look alike, the May twins. Another dark-haired guy who looks rather different, the very young guy, and Dean, as well as two young ladies, one of whom is blonde with extremely big aquanetted hair, and the other of whom is also blonde but a more natural shade, and her hair is in a Mary Quant style bob. She is sitting as far across the room away from the boys as possible, ignoring them and filing her fingernails. The bleach blonde Aquanet girl is exiting the kitchen, and whatever she has just said, Dean replies without looking at her, Yeah, okay, Sid. She immediately turns on her heel, whips around like an enraged animal. Her eyes are narrowed, and her teeth are actually bared. It's Brock! Okay, Brock. Ugh! She throws a dish towel at the back of his head. He doesn't react. What the fuck is the matter with you? He does turn to look at her now, very skeptically. 
I knew you for like 10 years as Sid. You decide to go by something different and expect me to start getting it right overnight? You were able to do it with Joe! Yeah, but that was his last name. It's not what I call him every day. You know what? Never mind. Sid is a boy's name. Yeah, I guess sometimes, but your name is Sid and you're not a boy, so I guess it can also be a girl's name. Fuck you, Dean! She runs away, slams the door to the bedroom she shares with Joe. Louder than I'm willing to slam something to foley it, but... Okay. Like we were saying. They hadn't actually been saying anything. <laughs> He's just kind of being cheeky. The other young lady looks up, finally. Dean, must she be a complete prick all the time? I don't think I'm being a complete prick. And besides, he grins, winsome smile. I'm just giving as good as I get. This young lady rolls her eyes, goes back to filing her nails a bit. Well, it's childlike. Boring. I suppose in keeping with the rest of your personality. <laughs> you love it. She rolls her eyes again. Just ignore her if it really bothers you that badly. Yeah, you're right. You know Joe doesn't like it, and no one else really fancies it either. It's a bit of a drag, to be honest. Dean looks around at the other guys, who are not trying to participate in this exchange at all. I don't know. Between us, I kind of feel like I'm speaking for everybody else whenever I uh, <laughs> engage in these <laughs> witty repartees with Sidney Brock. The dark-haired guy who isn't a May twin looks over at Dean, raises his eyebrows to acknowledge that halfway. I don't even give a fuck, man. I wouldn't even bother. It's kind of funny, though. See? Yes, keep telling yourselves that. It'll get you quite far in life. She puts her nail file down dramatically, more forcefully than is strictly necessary, stands up. Oh, I've had quite enough of this. Forgive me, but I don't find this lot particularly entertaining. I'm going out. Dean starts to get up as well. She says, you're not. Thank you. You can stay here and all suck each other off for all I care. Dean doesn't look too upset. He just shrugs. Keeps smiling that winsome, cheeky little smile. Okay, Quinn. Love ya. He blows her a kiss, which she completely ignores. Disappears down the hallway to Dean's bedroom. Closes the door with some force, but doesn't slam it. Dean doesn't behave like this is anything unusual, and neither do the other guys. Although, the youngest one gives him a kind of sympathetic look. Then Dean glances at the May boys. One of them catches him looking and starts performing the classic crude blowjob gesture by putting one of his fists up to his cheek and repeatedly poking his tongue into the opposite cheek. 
The other brother says, What do you say, Dean? What in the fuck? And you guys always say that I'm gay. Well, if you want us to, then you are. Uh, okay, but I don't. You would if we were Joe. Sure. <laughs> the maids start laughing together. <laughs> I meant that facetiously, Jesus Christ. Ixnay on the inner way. I don't need an Andy Hay or a Loey Bay. <laughs> Nerd. Dean's still just smiling good-naturedly, though. He turns his attention back to the movie. But then after a minute, he decides to get up, takes himself to the kitchen, and pours himself another drink. The young dude gets up and follows him, stands there looking sympathetic while Dean pours his beverage. Dean doesn't know exactly why, so he shrugs, says, Women, right? The younger guy looks kind of upset on Dean's behalf. Not all women. Well, how do you know? How many women have you even met? A lot. <sighs> oh, right. Dick Dicker. The young guy smiles to acknowledge this, but then he adds, Most of them are a lot nicer, honestly. I still haven't found the right one to date, but I wouldn't even entertain somebody that acted like... He winces, turns his head to look towards the other room as if he's afraid that Sidney Brooke might pound on him from around the door, or perhaps Quintana, Dean's girlfriend, will throw her nail file into his eyeball or something. Dean remains unfazed, at least outwardly. I think it's smart to remain single when you're young. You get into something too early and you just saddle yourself with a lot of heartbreak. And then it's harder to leave. I think you miss out on a lot of stuff, maybe. He sounds like he's speaking from experience. And Evan Dicker understands that he very much is. Look, do you want to go out? Just you and me? Dean looks at him, kind of confused. You want these other guys to call you gay? I don't care. We could probably get Eisenberg to go with us. I don't think Eisenberg's gonna want to go with us. Let me find out. Dicker leans back through the door. Hey, Eisenberg, you want to go out? Sure, all right. See? Okay. One of the maids comes to the doorway. What about us? You don't want to go with us. We're a bunch of fucking nerds. Oh. The maze shrugs, acknowledging this, and goes back to the sofa, sit back down with his brother. Tag's coming over anyway. You can just hang out with him. And then Joe will be back whenever. When's Joe coming back? Dean shrugs. I don't know. He went somewhere with Graham. Target shooting or something, probably. So, who knows? I guess we'll leave a note. He gets a pen, a piece of paper, writes, 
going out. Beep me, Dean. He puts the pen down next to the legal pad upon which is written that message. Smiles. Alright, let's paint the town, I guess. He starts heading for the door of the condo with Dicker. Eisenberg gets up, comes with them. Dicker turns to Dean. You need anything? Dean looks down the hallway towards his still-closed bedroom door, having not heard anybody exit. Uh, he pats his pocket, discovers his wallet is in it. No, I think I'm good. Let's just go. All right. He grabs some car keys from a hodgepodge of them. Rock and roll.